This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. It is the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy. I've got Faith here again tonight. Hey. Yeah, there she is. Uh, I'm still in Oregon, but I'm not at Faith's house. So we're doing this via Zoom. And uh, this is kind of interesting, Faith. Uh, I didn't realize that this is your third week in a row. I That's like a triple star right there. Yeah, it's like you're taking over the show or something like that. I better watch my back. People are going to be like, let's have more of this Faith lady instead of this, this bow tie dude. You know, you could do bow ties, but you'd be bow tie pasta. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, I pasta. It is the uh, the mess it up podcast. We are all over the place on the socials. So go find us, like us, do whatever it is that that social does, and uh, let's get social, people. I mean, come on, uh, and uh, check us out on Patreon. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the uh, ministry and the show financially. You go to messituppodcast.com, click on become a patron, and there it is, right there, right in front of you. The uh, Patreon information. You can sign up there. And uh, if you got any more questions, you can email me at bowtieguy@messituppodcast.com or intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com. And uh, hopefully we can take care of all of your questions and needs. I think I got everything taken care of. That was fast. I'm trying to be faster. I'm trying. It's it's my my goal to try to speed that thing up. Hey, listen, one of the things I like to do on the Mess It Up podcast is give you a big word of the week. It's the big wow is the way I originally thought of it. Word of the week, you know, so big wow. And the big wow this week is instigate. And uh, to instigate is to bring about or to start something to like incite someone to do something, you know, be the 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 impetus or the catalyst to get something off the ground. And so uh, if you can instigate something this week, take a picture of it, put it on our social and uh, maybe someone wins some coffee. I've been trying to give away coffee for weeks now and I can't get anybody to, to, to jump on board with any of my coffee uh, things. So Dan Paxton, I'm looking at you, buddy, right there in your bath. Well, no, I'm thinking, no, I'm not thinking of you. Dan Paxton, this is for you. Get some coffee, man. Instigate yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and give yourself 10 points, uh, bonus points every time you use it. Um, Faith, two minutes and 25 seconds. I got through everything, including word of the week. What do you think? I am going to give you 10 extra bonus points for that. Uh, oh, I love it. Faith, I, I don't know if you remember this. When Dana was a wee uh, lad. I started giving bonus points to your kids to get them to do yes. stuff. Remember? Do you remember? It works so well. Bonus points are something I love. So thank you for the bonus points. I will take them and say thank you. You're welcome. Yes. So uh, today we're talking about uh, an idea that came up uh, to my mind a while back, and I've just been pushing it down the, the list as I uh, talk to different people and different things happen. But what I want to talk about is the idea of our witness and what we say about people and what people are saying about us. And so my general question for you tonight, Faith, and for the people is what are you talking about? I'm sorry, who's talking about you right now? And what are they saying when they talk? I, I know when I drive down the road, I try to be mindful because my car has a little fish on it. And mm. I don't want to be that guy who's zipping in and out of traffic and cutting people off and, you know, shouting at people or shaking my fist or flashing my lights or, or whatever, just being a, a rule breaker, a, a hazard out on the road. So I try to think about that. 
And a lot of times I'm wearing a shirt that might have Mess It Up Podcast or Celebrate Recovery or Prison Fellowship or something. So I'm, I'm telling people what my witness is. But, but honestly, I mean, I don't want to be the kind of guy that needs to wear something or have a sticker on my car to let people know I'm being a Christian. Um, right. what, what comes to your mind when you think about what people might be saying when they're talking about you um, in general? Um, well, in this particular season of my life, I think when people bring me up, um, they bring me up with a lot of like, oh, poor faith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you think you that know, just started like, now? Huh? You think that just started? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have been friends for a long time, so maybe they've been saying it for a while. You know, I, I just say, you know, we, we, we were given Dano bonus points when he was five and the kid's 23 now. So it's, you know, <laughs> poor faith ain't a new th- thought. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do think, um, I think there's probably different things also depending on who, like who is talking about me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we have different groups and pe- I feel like sometimes, um, People see different versions of us. Um, hey, more about did, that. Well, you know, like my kids, for instance. Okay. My kids, I, my kids will see a different version of me than, um, say you would, because they see mom, where mm. we have people who I'm at work when I would be at work they see faith that is at work. And I feel like my character is pretty consistent, but depending on the situation you're in, what you have to do and, and how you respond to things might be different. And so um, I think that sometimes different groups of people see us differently too. Uh, So I feel like, at this point in my life, I probably have people who see all the issues that I'm going through mm-hmm. um, and see the struggle in me and feel bad for me and talk about probably I've always like, I've always been, we've talked before about how I like to be joyful and happy and that's just my personality. Um, so in the back of my mind, I sometimes think, I hate that I'm that person right now that everybody's like, ah, oh, poor faith. I'd hate to mm-hmm. be in her. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to kind of put it in your vernacular, you know, I think our pantries are always full, but we don't always cook everything in the pantry. So somebody might be getting served something out of the pantry and another person might get something else. Um, and when you were talking about your kids, the first thing that came to my mind was your kids and how they think of me. Mm. because it can be very different. I know when I used to come up there before, one of the people that was the most excited to see my ugly mug was Dano. He would just go nuts. He's like, oh, Bob Pippen's here. Oh, this is great. And he was just really super excited about the fact that I was up, you know, visiting. And then when he came to uh, stay with us and, and lived with me for a while, it was a different version It wasn't just, let's be goofy. Let's go play golf. Let's eat food. Let's throw water balloons at your brother kind of thing. It was, Hey, you need to pick up your stuff. Hey, I don't like doors being closed loud. Hey, you know, what's the deal with you? You Whatever. 
was different. He saw a different version and he had a different impression of me and probably had different words to say if he was asked about, you know, his initial reaction to, oh, Paul's here now. Um, and, and so I think it can be like a situational um, for us, but also situational for the person, what version of us we're showing. Um, and right. I don't know that that has necessarily, I don't, I don't think that necessarily means that we're inconsistent. I right. just think sometimes we're serving breakfast and sometimes we're serving lunch. Yeah. Is, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Cause I feel like I'm pretty consistent with who I am. Um, and I'm, 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 I, I feel like both Dan and I are pretty much an open book. Like we are who we are and, um, we're very open with, with what's going on in our lives. And we and that's always how we've done ministry. I feel like sometimes people put pastors on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I've done women's ministry, I've been very upfront with, Hey, this is who I am. I'm not perfect. I have issues. As a matter of fact, I've, I've been in Bible studies where I've been open with things that I struggle with. And, um, <laughs> we've had women complain to Dan that I need to stop talking about what I'm not doing great, <laughs> Yeah, but, but, you know, but that's just, but so I know that I feel confident that I am who I am across the board. My, my character, I'm not changing my character based on where I'm at or who I'm with. I'm the same all the time, but I just know that like you said, situations are different. And so when you're at work, it requires you to be professional when you're at home and you're dealing with kids, it requires you to deal out discipline. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our situation isn't always fun for the person receiving it. Correct. And it's not fun for the parent (laughs) always either. Right. So, um, so situations change and that often will have a different view from somebody else's stand from where they're standing on Mm -hmm. how things are going. And, and, and I think, yeah, that bias that people bring in, because like anything, people can look at the exact same set of data and draw different conclusions based on their previous experience, their worldview, their own, whatever personal slants they have for whatever reason, looking at the same data, you'll get people that say this absolutely without a doubt means this. And then someone else right. 180 degrees different uh, based on the exact same data set. So, so it can be difficult to know. Uh, do you spend much time wondering or, or not wondering and not worrying, but do you give any thought to what people think when they're seeing you? And are you, I guess I'm asking, are you cognizant? Are you conscious of your witness as it pertains to not just what you say, but, but your actions? That's a, that's a great question. I am Um, a great asker. You, that is yes. (laughs) 10 bonus points right there. Um, I, here's the, I don't feel, um, I'm not so. I know that we, that we talk about codependency, that you've talked about codependency and you've talked about people pleasing before. Um, I don't, I wouldn't place myself in a people pleasing bracket because most of the time um, I don't mind what people think. Like it, like it doesn't, it's not something that I think about. Does that make more sense? I don't know if I'm making that clear. 
I don't think about what people are thinking about. Like, it doesn't usually cross my mind. However, every now and then, um, nobody wants to be looked at in a, in a bad light, right? Not typically, no. Right. So um, where it doesn't occur to me to think about what people are thinking, every now and then, I feel like sometimes I'll think, I wonder what that person thinks about this situation. Yeah. I wonder if they're. I'm not always thinking about it and I'm not trying to portray an image or put on a front or be something that I'm not. I, I, I try to be genuine, but I do spend time thinking about what, how people might receive something. Uh, whatever message I'm sending, whether it's a verbal message or a visual message or, you know, with body language or whatever, I do spend time thinking about that, especially if I'm interacting with someone with intention. Um, if I'm, if I'm sitting with a person, I'm reading body language and trying to read my own and then trying not to get in my head with it. Um, well, I love what you just said with intention, because that makes me think maybe I should be more thoughtful about what is that what is that person who I'm talking to seeing in my witness in Christ like sometimes sometimes I think I am so oblivious I don't like I do not notice things at all I am completely oblivious to so much around me I Dan's a very detailed oriented person mm-hmm. um Bev picks up on details I know a lot and and notices like she's, she's my cleaning detail. (laughs) (laughs) She sees things that I would never even see in a million years. Like it just wouldn't occur to me to look at the way, to look at things the way she looks at things in order to get something clean. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even realize it was dirty, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so when, when, when we're talking about, what are people thinking about us? That's a great way to start. Hey, maybe I need to be more, more aware of, are people seeing Jesus in me? Are they, what are they thinking about my relationship with Jesus? How does this come across? Am I coming across as somebody who loves Jesus and loves people? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's tricky because it can be, it can come off as fake if I'm not, Genuine. And and one of the things that I look at is consistency. Like that word you use is, is this person always like this or, you know, how would they act? I remember kids on the playground saying something. Oh, well, it just came out. I couldn't control it. Or in prison guys will be like, Oh, I just, you know, that's just the way I talk. I don't even think about it. Then if the warden is there or if they're in front of the parole board, or like if my wife is there, Everybody cleans it up real quick. Nobody asks them to. They just do. So it always lets me know, yeah, people can control it. They, they think about it. They just might not want to. Um, and and we, I think it's important to have the consistency to be believable and for someone to feel like, you know, that I'm being genuine or it's just lip service. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to work at a church and we had a fellow there who was, um, in an administrative role and me and another guy I worked with were, uh, 
talking and the we were in a meeting and things did not go well and this person kind of you know blew their stack and was very aggressive and we talked after the meeting we sort of debriefed with the senior pastor who was there and you know he talked to this guy and the guy said well I, you know I'm, I'm just trying to be a good christian and i didn't do anything and what we realized was he did not realize how people were receiving the information he was giving yeah and the way he was giving it it wasn't necessarily that his information was wrong or bad or without use but he thought you know he just was blunt mm-hmm. and and uh, sometimes people want to have a little bit of sauce with their chicken nuggets not just a raw chicken shoved down their throat right and, and so that really taught me to be aware of like like how are people receiving what i'm saying or what i'm trying to get across and just because i know that i'm right doesn't mean that they care that i'm right or that they agree that I'm right. And, and I can back it up with scripture and say, yeah, but I'm right. And say, yeah, but whatever a person's hearing, that's their perspective. That's their reality. And they don't necessarily care where you're coming from. So, you know, those, those rigid truths and, 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 you know, binary way of looking at life. I think we miss the nuance that that's necessary for. And do you, do you think there's a, a fine line in between um, being genuine and just being ourselves. And then when we start looking into, well, what is, how do people receive this? And are we, is there a fine line between just being genuine and caring about people and trying to be that, like you said earlier, come across fake? How do we, yeah. where do we, how do we do that? Yeah, I don't well, know if it's a fine line, but there's definitely a line. And, um, you know, it, it's, one of my favorite ways of looking at this, we were in New York back in 2004, I want to say, maybe, I don't know, 2000 something. I was in New York City and we're we're on a, a, a river tour going around South Manhattan Island. And there's a huge, like six story brick building and it's got an ad on it, six stories tall for public storage. So there's a lady and she's got zebra print like leggings on and just kind of looking over her shoulder and says, does this building make my butt look big? And it's just this <laughs> public storage. And I'm like, okay, that's funny because yeah, I mean, six stories tall, anybody's butt looks big. It's six stories <laughs> tall. But the, the idea is, you know, like that classic thing of, you know, your, your spouse saying, Hey, does these clothes look okay on me? I mean, you could say yes. And then they go out and look like a fool. You could say no. And nobody goes out because you're having a fight. You know, how do you, you know, bring that truth gently, lovingly, mm-hmm. caringly. And, and people will take the argument, well, it's the truth. So I can't lie, but there's ways of being gentle. I think while still being genuine. Um, and I think that can be situational because everybody has a different tolerance or whatever, I'm chasing flies here. On that <laughs> was like Karate Kid. I just saw that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and and I, I don't know. And I've I've certainly stepped in it before. You know, I've I've gone the wrong way, and and it's not difficult to tell when you do. Yeah. Um, I've tried to make amends before to a person and didn't realize that they weren't ready to hear it. And I walked away thinking that was great, man, do I feel good? I'm like bopping down the road. And I found out the next day I created a 
you know, I smacked the hornet's nest hard at work mm. because I thought I was doing the right thing and I was completely off base. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like also, um, if we can just like keep in mind the, the two great commandments, what, what were they? Love God mm-hmm. and love people. Yeah. And really, um, if we're, if we love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and we want to love people, I feel like that should just come across naturally. Like it's the good. more I love God, the more I, I, I should be concerned and care about people. Um, and not just my own life and not just, you know, faith and what's wrapped up in going on in me and my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll be more genuinely concerned about people people and I'll be genuinely more concerned about how to how to talk to them and how to treat them and knowing when they're going through something and how I should respond. Um, And that and I feel like that might come across more naturally the more we love God, the more we love people. Yes. And I think one thing and I'm going to issue a challenge to you because one faithism that I know is, oh, my life, I want you now to start saying, oh, your life. Be more outward thinking. Yes. Yes. Oh, your life. Yeah. Oh, your life. (laughs) Well, you know, we've been prattling on, and by we, I mean mostly me. Um, Although I've been trying real hard. There were a couple times where I started. See? (laughs) It was good back and forth. No, I think you did good. (laughs) The tennis is working. But what I want to do is I want to throw it to our song of the week. And I heard this song uh, driving down the road and I I did the old Shazam thing. This is a a band I'm not familiar with, really, uh, Apollo Limited. And uh, the the song features a guy I do know, Ryan Stevenson. But the song is called Sunday Morning. And uh, wait, wait, hold on. No, it's it's more than that. I I got this this, uh, small cells. Sunday Morning Feeling. Um, and it's just a hoot, this song. So I want to play it for us. We're going to give about 90 seconds of Sunday morning feeling from Apollo Limited featuring Ryan Stevenson. We'll be back on the other side to uh, talk about our thoughts on the song and also talk a little bit more about uh, who's talking about us, what they're saying, what we're saying about people. And we might, uh, spoiler alert, might get into a little bit of gossip. So uh, here's Ryan Stevenson with Apollo Limited Sunday morning feeling. No, I can't.
right. So there you go. Tap your foot on that one, Faith. I like it. You know, I like a bouncy, fun song like that. Yeah. Yeah. This one's one of those. It's kind of dangerous. Uh, it, it feels to me like a like a Toby Mac kind of a thing where it's oh, like yeah. I'm going to be swinging the, the steering wheel and, and playing, you know, dancing on the brakes. And, and yeah, it, it's dangerous to drive to. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be good if you're the passenger. Uh, no, Bev does not like it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> the grandkids do. Okay. So what stands right. out? So listen, first off, it says right away, stress is raining on my parade, mm -hmm. but in my soul, it's a sunny day. Man, that just, I love that. That just screams me. I love it. Because I'm always looking for the sun in a rainy day. I'm always looking for the brighter side of things. And then it says, because um, you're good like that. Yeah, you're good like that. Mm -hmm. Even when it's all going wrong, my heart is singing a different song. And like my, my life in the last two years has gone all wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, matter of fact, I was just talking to the Lord today about good grief. Like it has been one loss after another, you know, like I just feel like we just said goodbye to our music. The guy who was leading music at our mm -hmm. church today after I just took my daughter to school and I just feel like, man, it has been one loss after another, but I will tell you. And I just left. You see big loss right there. Man, I've got to beg for compliments here on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in, even in all of the stuff that has been going on in my life in the last two years, God is constantly showing me how good and how kind he is and um, doing things in my life that I know couldn't have been answered except through God or providing ways that was so unexplainable or just he's just constantly good and showing me kindness, even though it's been it's been rough. Yeah. Yeah. That that line, I can't explain it. I, I always just go back to that's how I. When, when people ask, you know, what's your evidence of God? That's my evidence of God. It's, it's the peace that I can't explain. It passes any explanation I can do. It goes beyond that. I can't explain it. It's just God gives me peace where there should not be peace. He gives it to me. And I, and I love that. But yeah, the same thing stood out to me is because you're good like that. Yeah, you're good yeah. like that. And it's like, yeah, God is good like that. You know, we, we're, we're talking this show about what are people saying about us? You know, God's good like that. Yeah. Like, well, duh, it's God. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Hey, here, here's a game that I play a lot. I, I got this um, when I was at a, a conference um, for small groups. And um, I was uh, listening to a speaker speak about a book that he had read uh, or had, had written. And, um, it was um, this this author. He, he was talking about um, his name is Hugh Halter, H U G H H A L T E R. Um, but he he challenged us. He said, "Everybody, take out your phones." And so we did this challenge, and it really stuck with me. He said, "Type in Christians are into Google and just see what comes up." So I did that while we were while we were waiting. It says three things Christians do that non Christians despise. 
why American Christians are turning people off from the church. Uh, Christians are twice are more than twice as likely to blame a person's dot, dot, dot. Um, are Christians more like Jesus or Pharisees? Uh, Christian cruelty in the face of COVID. Christians are hate-filled hypocrites. Um, that's what came up on the first page of, of Google when I typed in Christians are. And then I do Christ is. 60 reasons why Christ is everything to me. Uh, oh. Christ is alive. Christ is our savior. Uh, Christ is risen. Um, you know, it's so the things being associated with Christians aren't being associated with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're being associated with the people who are claiming his name as their name. And I think that most of us think we're doing it right. Mm. I don't know many Christians think, yeah, we're doing this all wrong. We got this wrong. And, and what I'm doing specifically is wrong. But the world is not seeing it that way. And I'm not saying the world is right, but I'm saying the impression we're giving to the people who aren't us doesn't seem like it's always good. Mm. And I know when I was not a Christian, those were the things I thought. Christians are hypocrites. Christians are know-it-alls. Christians are Mm. cruel. Christians are full of blame. Christians are ignorant. Christians are, and just all these things that we portray uh so it's i'm one of them i'm 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 a christian yeah is this what people are saying about me especially the non christians because honestly i'm not here to get christians into heaven right they're there yeah they got their pass it's irrevocable it's it's been laminated it's been put in a lanyard and it's tacked to their ears tattooed on their chest not coming they're back going. it's right? those people who are not that i've got to not convinced is the wrong word, but I've, I, that, that's that's my audience. We're the we're the evidence of Christ, and are we being good? Are we being good evidence of yeah. Christ's love in our in our daily lives? Are yeah. we are we really being that that and evidence? It's easy to say, we... well, I'm just following what it says in the Bible, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. Spoiler alert: Christ did what was in the Bible, and what the world right. thinks of Christ. And he was in the Bible doing what the Bible says seems to be different than what we're doing when we're doing what the Bible says. And I'm doing what the Bible says. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because I don't want to, you know, the, the argument you get is well, we're watering it down, watering down the gospel and, and, and losing our salt and all these things. But when I walk away out of a room, are people saying, man, there goes a guy that is following Christ and I want to have some of what he's got? Or are they like, man, I'm glad that bozo left because I couldn't take more of that. Right. You know? It's that's it's a difficult thing. It's it is very, I think um being Christ-like is difficult because being human means uh-huh. No matter whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, we all have the same human instincts. We all have the same human faults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen, just because we're a Christian doesn't mean we're perfect. Just because we're a Christian doesn't mean we've arrived. It just means which I hear in church a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've heard so many pastors say, "Look, if you're looking for the perfect church, you're in the wrong place." And I've heard it from people who have been horribly cruel. 
well, I, I, you and I sat in the same church one time and heard it from the same person. And I don't think that either of us felt like we were necessarily treated like that person felt like they had fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's definitely, as Christians, I, I pray, I hope that, um, my life looks different. I pray that I am full of grace and I pray that I, um, am seeking to love people with unconditional love. Um, and so I think sometimes I do that well. And I think sometimes I don't do that well. Um, and that's the goal. The goal is to do it better all the time. Yeah. I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, in my early 20s, I was probably way more judgmental and more harsh with people than I am today in my somewhere between 30 and 40 range. <laughs> but, you know, that's the, that's what we need to love people like that. It always comes down to, am I loving people? And and how do I love people good? How do I love people in the way that Christ would love people? How do I love people um, in a way that re that represents Christ so that even non-Christians, Christians and non-Christians can tell? Right. Um, it, it, I, I, I think that um, when we look at um at christianity and what we're doing uh john 13 35 says by this all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another it doesn't right. say if you condone the things that one another are doing and a lot of times i think that those words get interchanged mistakenly that when we love someone that that means that we have to condone everything they're doing and that that we can't love a person that we don't condone what they're doing and I think it gets real easy for us when our kids become adults and then we, they mm -hmm. don't have to do what we ask them to do. And we both have kids who are not doing what we would have them do if we, you know, ran the world. Right. It doesn't reduce our love for them. And Correct. because we're loving them, it doesn't mean that we're condoning their behavior, their thoughts, their actions. Um, but it, I think once we get beyond family, it can be real difficult for that to happen. Cause like, Oh, I don't want to show this person love because if I do, then people will think that I'm, you know, lost my faith or, or something. Or that you accept what, what they're doing yeah. or how they're living or, yeah. um, but you know, I really feel like a lot of what we're talking about talking and what we say and what people hear, um, Number one, we have to be genuine and it has to, and the only way for it to be genuine is for us to love God. <laughs> mm -hmm. And two, it, you know, I've had people who truly love me, who have said things to me that have helped change the way I think, the way I see things, that I wasn't seeing things in a right point of view, but they said things to me, not in a way that was, you're an idiot. Like, you know, they would, they're not coming across saying we, what you are is completely wrong faith. Like right. they didn't cross that way. They came across in a way that they said, you know, have you ever thought about this? Or have you thought about how that sounds? Or have you thought about how this is coming across to somebody else? 
Right. That made me stop and think, oh, yeah, I can see that. I understand right. that. Right. Do you want to talk and more about your birthday now? My birthday? Your year? <laughs> Should we go back to that age thing where you said maybe you were 30? I said somewhere between my 30s and my 40s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still in that bracket. You are. Clinging <laughs> desperately. I don't think you're being loving right now. <laughs> oh, that is uh, maybe I'm being snarky. Yeah, that is, that is probably <laughs> true. Um, so I think the thing I want to talk about before we, we wrap this up is what you kind of were talking about there is, you know, the, the idea of how we're saying and what we're saying. Uh, I'm sure if you've been around church long enough, you've been in a Bible study or a prayer group where someone uses those prayers as a opportunity to gossip, like, oh, you know, let's pray for Sally because, well, you know, her husband's an alcoholic um, and, you know, those type of things. And we're doing it, you know, under the guise of prayer or being truthful or honest or genuine or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's gossip is, it's like other sin. It's fun, you know, for a while. Um, but like throwing a rock through a glass window can seem like fun until someone throws a rock through your glass window. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not fun. That's just destructive. And I know that I've spent a lot of my life being gossiped about, you know, mm. being talked about and the things that were being said were not very savory. And, and oftentimes they were true. Um, and it really made me take a hard look at how I talk about people and try to follow that rule of like, if I'm not part of the problem or the solution, then I shouldn't be part of the conversation. Right. That's um. so. I, one of the things that I probably struggle the most with is anything that has to do with my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> eating too much, gossiping, lying. Like those are the things like, I feel like everybody has a sin that they lean more towards their personality. Those sins of the mouth happen to be my area of struggle. Hmm. And, um, we got a group for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, I think for the longest time, I just accepted like, well, it's okay to mention that because for that prayer reason, you know what I mean? And yeah. somebody said to me, do you know gossip is talking about anybody's sin? That's not your sin. Yeah. Wow. Like, and when you, when they, when that was said in that perspective, man, did it really make me stop and think, do I need to share that with somebody? And I feel like when it's me, I can share whatever I want about myself. Um, but also when I'm sharing things about other people, here's what I know for sure. I know how people are looking at me. Yeah. You know, like I know like people, if I'm, if I'm sharing everything about everybody in my life and what they're doing and things that they're going through. And then those people are looking at me thinking, do I want to tell faith this part of my life? Cause who's she going to tell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've had, I've had people who, you know, they'll say, well, I'm talking about myself and, and, you know, but, and, and it's a big deal for us in celebrate recovery because of the anonymity thing. And, you know, someone will come into an open share group and they'll talk and it's like, Oh yeah, well, you know, my wife is, you know, sleeping with my neighbor, Frank, and, you know, she's an alcoholic and it really bothers me. I'm like, well, are you talking about, yeah, I'm talking about me. 
Cause I, I talked about how it bothered me, but well, okay. You just ratted out Frank and your wife and, and, and yeah, those things are true and, and yeah, it does bother you, but, but we've got to find ways of, of saying things without revealing people when it's not our, our duty, our job, our privilege to right. do that. But and Christ, when we talk about loving people, Christ didn't go to his disciples and talk about uh, the woman who committed adultery, her sin. He went straight to her and he ministered to her. He didn't go talk to the disciples and say, oh, there's this woman. We should really be praying for her. We should. He went straight to her. And, and I feel like sometimes I need to remember that when there, when I know that somebody is struggling, they're having marriage problems, they're having financial problems, their life is just one loss after another loss, after another loss, after another loss. It's not my responsibility to go talk to everybody else, but it's my responsibility to minister to that person, even yeah. if they're wrong. Jesus, Jesus ministered to the woman who was in adultery, who was caught in adultery. She was in the wrong and he still ministered to her. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say your sin is okay. He ministered to her, yeah. he where she needed to be met at. And told everybody else, hey, um, buzz off. Yeah. And even when, you know, because people say, well, uh, you know, it's really, you know, it's critical that I say this. Jesus was sitting in a room with these guys. He's like, one of you is going to betray me. He was like, one of these is going to betray you, Judas. And his his life was going to end because of the betrayal. Yeah. And and so he takes away our privilege there and our, well, you know, if I didn't say something, I was going to lose $20, you know, big deal, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, we just, we've got to be aware. And I, I think it's important to be aware of what we're saying and what we think other people might be saying about us. And then just try to look from somebody else's perspective, get out of our own perspective, get into theirs. Like, how is this person hearing this? If I'm talking about alcoholism, how is the alcoholic hearing me? If I'm talking about drug use, how is the person using drugs hearing me? Or am I coming off as so Pollyanna that they can't attain what I'm attaining? Um, so we've got to be able to gain that perspective and I, we can't dwell on it. I can't spend my life dwelling on what people think, but I do think I need to spend some time just being aware of it um, and, and see if there's changes that need to be made for the better so that I can you know, be a better witness for Christ and people will see more Jesus in me and see less Christian in me. I, I don't want to be seen as a Christian. I want to be seen as a Christ follower. Yeah. For, you know, that. If Christian has a bad name, I that's a let's let's lose that. Let's be someone who follows Christ and someone who's like Christ and is representing Christ. Yeah. That's our be. Let's be Jesus. Let's be what? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. We'll all be Jesus. That'll be good. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the conversation, Faith. Appreciate it. I want everybody to know Faith is not feeling good tonight. She's having some some health issues, and uh, I want us to pray for Faith. Uh, Wait, no, I'm not allowed to talk about this. You can't. I've got I got some pain in my tooth. Yeah. Um, So dental issues, Doctor Heather, are you listening? Uh, So uh, uh, keep those things in prayer. Keep those people in prayer. Um, As always, you know, Pastor Dan is looking for that liver. Um, so we just pray that that happens. Um, and, 
I guess uh, there's not a whole lot left to do. We'll remind people about the Patreon. Go to messituppodcast.com, click on the button, you know, become a patron. We really love our patrons and you make it so that we're able to do stuff that we do. Um, <clears throat> I've been told the prisons are opening up soon, I hope, but uh, with this Delta thing, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean that we don't have work to do while we're still waiting to get in there. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Faith, for joining us. Um, and Faith, what are we going to do? We'll see you next time. We mess, mess it, up. it up. Awesome. Thanks, Faith. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.